0: Hello, you wonderful humans. How are we all today? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. Not gonna lie, I've had a pretty weird old day today. It's been quite an anxious day. And now I've never been diagnosed with anxiety or anything like that from the doctors, probably because I just keep putting it off rather than actually looking after myself and you know, talking to people about my feelings, which is not something I enjoy doing. (laughs) But, and also asking for help, also something I don't enjoy doing. But yeah, I've had a really anxious day today. I mean, I don't think you have to be diagnosed with anything, or put a label on anything, in order to feel those feelings. Like, maybe I don't have anxiety, I've just been having a worry old day. But yeah, I've had a really anxious day today, and it took me back to some kind of lessons that I learn and I'm still learning and probably will always be learning and I want to talk about them with you guys because I feel like through other people they're actually they taught me some very valuable lessons and I thought why not share it because it's something that I am constantly working on. And someone out there might listen to this and think, God, I'm glad you told me that because I need to work on that too. So Let's, you know, let's have a good chat about it. It is to do with like the realms of anxiety and I mean the whole story stems from education and academic pressure and yeah, it's kind of something I've taken into my whole life now, not just academics. So if this is something you would be interested in listening along to, please stay and we'll get right into it. So where to begin? Um, like I say, today I had a very anxious day, and I don't know, everything just kind of came to a head and got very overwhelming for a sec, so I rang my boyfriend, who is the absolute, my absolute world, and is incredible in helping me deal with this stuff, and he really just brought me back down to earth, and one of the things that always seems, one of the phrases or sayings that always seems to do that is to live in the here and now, and to take each day as it comes, they're two very grounding messages for me because they force me to stop thinking so far ahead and catastrophizing everything and to just think about the here and now and what i can do in the current moment to change the way i'm feeling rather than you know thinking worst case scenarios all of the time which is what gets me into those holes in the first place and i think it also isn't helped by uni i feel like it's so easy if you're not doing great, to get yourself in your own little hole and you're on your own out here when you live away from home. So obviously you have your friends and if they are supportive enough, they can provide you a space where you can talk about how you feel and um, talk through these emotions. But in that moment, I'm very much a person that does not seek help. And I knew that in a way, sometimes it is easier to call my boyfriend because even though he does live you know, at home, miles away from me. I don't have to explain, you know, anything. He just gets it immediately and knows what to say. And so, yeah, in that situation, he was really helpful. But I just kind of want to, you know, kind of go back to the beginning of where it all started, if you'll allow me for a second, um, to kind of talk about where this whole thing originated from and kind of the where... I started using this little technique of being like living in the here and now and doing all of this just as like a, to provide a bit of context to the situation really, because I think it always helps to know what kind of, you know, phase of life or what area of life where my mind was at at this moment in time. And it really helped me because if you're in a similar situation too, it might really help you in terms of how to navigate this. So let's rewind back to 16 year old Freya now 16 year old Freya was a very very different gal Um, she was I still care about my education just as much as I did back then but back then I would literally any means necessary do whatever I could to make sure that I got the grades that I wanted to get and to be honest I don't think the current education system in the UK helps because there is so much pressure put on poor little kids at the age of 15 16 years old even younger at this point but I also very much got myself into the hole of oh my god if I don't get all a stars this is it I'm a failure my whole life's ruined and it was just a very draining and toxic mentality to have because you know it's it's great being the clever girl at school but also it's very easy to portray that, you know, it just naturally comes to me when really you're going home and you're not sleeping until like 3am in the morning because you're spending way too much time trying to go over content and make sure that everything's okay. And, you know, and I think a lot of it does stem from kind of having this anxiousness over performing well and you know feeling putting your own personal academic pressure on yourself as well as then having the pressure of you know your teachers and your parents and everyone telling you that you're gonna be great and you're gonna do well and i feel like when you've grown up with this expectation of oh well you know freya always does well or you know if it's the same thing for you they always do well so why wouldn't they you kind of build this expectation on yourself that you always have to perform well and getting out of that mindset is so difficult when you feel like in it's almost like in the moment you just feel like this is it, this is what this is you know what's expected of me. You don't realize that it's a problem like that actually you shouldn't be skipping meals because you're too busy revising or going to bed at three a m in the morning when you're sixteen years old because of some g c s e exam like in the moment it doesn't feel like a problem it's only when you actually either someone calls you out on it or you come out of that and look back on it and think, oh my God, what was I doing? And it wasn't until a very kind secondary school teacher, a few months, I think it was before GCSEs kind of, and I mean, I'm the kind of person, I'm a tough love gal. I need someone to give me the tough love. Otherwise I will break down in tears if someone says, are you okay? (laughs) Always been that way, always will be that way. But all it took was for some, was for a teacher to look at me and go, how are you doing? Are you all right? For me to just burst into tears. And so this teacher took me aside. We had a sit down chat, probably for a long time thinking about it. And one of the main things to come out of this talk was to take each 24 hours as it comes and do everything you can in those 24 hours to to be where you want to be. And that's enough. That's all you can do. That's all you have the power to control in that day, those 24 hours. And that is it. And that putting all that pressure on you to succeed and do so well. And ooh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, and to put all that pressure on you and to do so well. Uh All the time, and be this perfect straight a always doing great student was just unattainable, and that you know we're human, we all have bad days, we all have great days, and yeah, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. it's been one of those days, <laughs> but um you know when you just have certain talks and moments in life that um. <clears throat> stick with you. Yeah, that's one of them. And it was just a great act of kindness because he didn't have to do that. I mean, the job description of a teacher is to teach, but that was a moment of someone going above and beyond to help a gal out. And it stuck with me even now to this day, five years later. So very grateful towards that teacher. But um, yeah, ever since then, I have took that advice on board and it's very much changed my approach to not only academics, but life really. So taking that little story and kind of applying it to how I live life now, um, I thought I'd just go through a few things with you guys that are kind of like the lessons that I've learned applying this mindset, I guess you can call it, applying it in both an education setting and life. Um, Just some like Little mini lessons that I've learned that could hopefully help some people out there that are maybe struggling with low self-confidence when it comes to, you know, academics or life or putting way too much pressure on themselves to do well. Just anything along that realm, really. Anything where, you know, your time management might not be doing so great. You're working long days um, because you don't feel like you're getting enough done. Just things like that where actually you're probably doing yourself a disservice, you're probably not looking after yourself as much as you should be doing, all in the name of trying to succeed and do well at something. These are all things that I've learned that are along the lines of that, that I think could really help some people out there. So let's talk about them. Number one is, like I say, like I've said before, do what you can in these 24 hours to get where you want to be. Now that doesn't mean you should go about your life and schedule everything you possibly can in this one day to get everything you need to get done in a timely manner because this is the 24 hours we've got. I'm not saying, I'm not adopting some Molly Mae mentality here about using your 24 hours. You know, we've, we don't all have the same 24 hours and what you need to focus on is doing what you can in those 24 hours to get you in a better position than what you were at the start of the day. So for example, say you have some lectures to finish at uni or say you have an email that you're really worried about writing for work to your manager or say you have a big deadline coming up at uni or at work and you're really stressed about it and it's not going the way you want it to. These are all things that aren't just tasks that you can complete in a day, so you shouldn't treat them as such. You shouldn't work until the last possible moment and then finally go and decide to feed yourself and then go to bed. That's not a way to live life. What you need to be doing in these moments is prioritising what you can do in these 24 hours and then seeing how that gets you towards where you need to be. So if it's an essay that's due or if it's lectures that need to be done, try and do some small mini tasks that get you into doing parts for the essay or you know try one lecture and then if you've got time do another lecture or if you're really not sure about how to tackle this deadline you've got at work maybe talk to some people about it and get some things thoughts down on paper and you know brainstorm some ideas that you can do for it because then at least you've made a start and you don't have to complete every task in a day For me, when it came to this mindset, I was revising for way much longer than I should be, and a lot of it did stem from time management. I was, you know, scheduling from 8am every morning, 9am every morning, it's like 9 till 10 I'll do this, 10 till 11 I'll do this, 11 till 12 I'll do this, and it just wasn't feasible. As humans, we are not meant to be doing hour after hour after hour after hour of work because We don't work that way. We need breaks. We need time to fuel ourselves. We need time to sleep. We need time to enjoy life because otherwise all of that knowledge isn't going to be retained. In my opinion, if you're not looking after yourself, you're not going to remember anything for that upcoming exam. You're not going to perform as well at work. It all kind of coincides. And so the biggest thing for me was to just do what I could in that day and to not, you know, hate myself at the end of the day if I didn't get everything done that I wanted to get done because at the end of the day the amount of work that I had done was enough I was just expecting too much of myself and pushing myself too hard and actually in the end it did do me a disservice because even though I had this chat with my lovely teacher I ended up being violently sick and violently poorly during my GCSEs to the point where I had to sit in a different room for one of one of my exams two of my exams actually because I was throwing up into a bucket so if that's not a lesson to learn from by pushing yourself too hard and not looking after yourself I promise if you do that you will always burn out in some way mine was a physical way I actually physically had to go to the hospital on that night because I was so violently ill but it might turn out as burnout or it might turn out as a literal emotional breakdown you don't know obviously it manifests for loads of different people but you will not thrive in that sort of environment making that sort of environment for yourself so it's so important that you just do what you can and leave it be if you think about the next 24 hours and the next 24 hours after that and what what you need to do then your brain is just going to be full of all these tasks and it's not going to be able to compute what you know what you need to be doing in that specific day and it's actually going to make you less productive if you're then thinking about what you need to do tomorrow and what you need to do next Tuesday and what you need to do next Friday because there's just so much to do and if you compartmentalize it into one day what can I do today to get me closer to finishing that that task or get me closer to that end goal that is what is going to provide you with the tools that you need to succeed and to stop being so anxious and to stop not looking after yourself. To start looking after yourself, I should say. And next, which is kind of on the same topic, is something that I introduced for myself. I think it's kind of during the first year of uni that I started doing this. Um, It was, you know, the lockdown COVID era, so everything was online. And I just found myself working so late at night and I was miserable because I'd finish at like eight o'clock at night and then I'd eat and then I'd go to bed like it was miserable. There was no me time. There was no room for even just watching something silly on TV. Cause what else could you do? Cause it was lockdown. But all I could do was eat, sleep and then do uni work again the next day and just repeat that over and over again. And it was miserable. So this next little thing that I introduced for myself was that if it's not done by five o'clock, then it's not getting done today and that's okay. I don't need to beat myself up about it. I can just leave it and come back to it tomorrow. And this was a really good way for me to also kind of focus on that first lesson of doing what I need to do in these 24 hours and not thinking about tomorrow. Because when it hit five o'clock, I could be like, okay, I've done my best today. It's whatever, whatever will be, will be. And tomorrow I'll try again. And that is just how it, you know, sometimes it needs to be in order to separate the days and not get so anxious about what's to come kind of thing. I did allow myself to go to about I say allow myself, like I was really restricting and this was a really hard thing to do. Nowadays, I'm a lot more chill, like so much more chilled. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that I've learned this now. And I still think I'm just as productive with my work, but I just don't stress myself up too much about it. I do have bad days. I still do have bad days, like today, <laughs> but it's definitely not as severe as it used to be. I did used to say that in a busy periods like exam seasons, things like that, I would allow myself till 6pm. But if it wasn't done by 6pm in those, in those days, that's it. That's the cutoff. I'm done. I'm not sitting at this desk anymore staring at the screen. And it was really helpful. And I also found that it really helped with procrastination because if it hit like two, three o'clock and I had not done everything that I wanted to get done that day or most of what I wanted to get done that day, it would really like kick me into gear and be like, right, come on. Five o'clock's are cut off. Let's get in Because I feel like when it comes to like online uni or just uni in general, there's no nine to five. Like I still get emails from uni at seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night sometimes, even 10 o'clock at night sometimes. And it's really infuriating, but it also feels like there's never an off switch. And I feel like allowing yourself to have this off switch is really important in order to, you know, put it to bed. Because I cannot wait for the day that I go out into the working world and I can just put it to bed I can just leave work drive home and that be that probably won't be knowing my anxious brain but I will always overthink things but I think just the thought of having set times to go to work and come home from work and not having to stay a minute later if I don't have to I'm sure I probably will end up doing being the people pleaser I am but (laughs) but this really did help in not only to avoid procrastination but to also Optimize my sanity and happiness, and I still got all my work done that I needed to do. It wasn't like I was putting it to bed at 5 pm and then getting to the end of the week and being like, Oh no, I've still got all this stuff to do. I'm gonna have to work into the weekend. Like, it wasn't that at all. So, actually, I think it maximizes the happiness. Fair enough, I probably didn't get done, you know, by Wednesday, like I would always do. I wouldn't get finished all my lectures and all my content by Wednesday or Tuesday, but it didn't matter. Because I actually had a shred of sanity and happiness and peace and calmness left at the end of the week. And then another one to add to the list is that there will always be someone doing better than you. And that is also okay. And also another thing to add is that you might be that person to someone else. So let's unpack this for a second. I've always said, and I always will say, that comparison is the thief of joy. And so I tend to not do a lot of it. I tend to not compare myself a lot, but I feel like it is human nature and we are programmed naturally to compare ourselves to other people. But when it comes to, you know, whatever you're doing in life, whether it be academics, whether it be your work, whether it be your fitness journey or your growth journey in terms of personal life anything like that there is always going to be someone doing better than you that is just the facts there will always be someone in your brain doing better than you unless you're like someone like Elon Musk who has that winner mentality you do you i mean if that is you 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 go girl or boy whoever's listening to this who anyone you go everyone if you are that person well done i'm proud of you but I am not. (laughs) I do not have the winner mentality Um, and there will always someone be doing better than me, but that's fine I have fully learned to accept that now. I am not trying to be the best at anything I am just trying to be great at what I do and if that means Not being the best then that is fine because it means I probably am not killing myself To get there and I am probably a lot happier than what I would be if I tried to be the best But then also another thing to add to that is that you might be that person to someone else. To someone else you might seem like the best in the field or whatever it is that you do and they're trying to be you. So that's always something good to bear in mind in that situation because while you're out here thinking that someone else is doing better than you, to someone else you are the better. You are the better person and you know, you might not feel that way, but I can guarantee there will be someone out there that thinks that of you. And it might also be for other areas of life as well. Like it doesn't have to be just because you think someone else is doing better than you in school, let's say, or your work or your job doesn't mean that they don't look at you and think, wow, I really wish that I was as good a runner as she is. Or I really wish that I was, I could lift as heavy weights as he could in the gym or wow, his lunch looks good. I really wish I could cook like him. Like, just because you don't bring what it is that you want to the table in your opinion, because let's be honest, you probably do. You're just doubting yourself. doesn't mean that other people don't look at you in other areas of life and think, God, I wish I could be like them or I wish I was as good as them. So always just bear that in mind when it comes to, when you find yourself comparing yourself for whatever reason, try and just remember that There will always be someone doing better, but that is just the way that it is. And you can't control that. That is not, you know, your business to control unless you are of the Elon Musk mentality. But it's fine for someone to be doing better than you, you know, cheer them on. You go you. Like, I don't get the whole mentality of, you know, you've got to be the best at everything. I completely believe that there is a room for everyone at the table And that we, if we all shared our success, then we would all be much better as humans. But that's another topic for another day. But yeah, let's let these people be better than us and just do what we can to be the best version of ourselves. Because there might be someone else sat there thinking that they wish they was as good as you. So just keep that in mind. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is how living in the moment a lot more and taking each day as it comes has actually allowed me to be, I think, I think. In my opinion a much better person and i'm much more open with people now and much less worried about what other people think and much less worried about the future because i feel like all these little worries that are in your head when you're thinking about the future and what might happen and catastrophizing things they kind of like eat away at who you are and your personality and take time away from what really matters and when you're living in the moment with someone or something or doing an activity and you're really just grateful in the moment and enjoying it as much as you can, you actually get so much more out of the experience and you're able to be so much more open and loving and, you know, you can just love the hell out of everyone because you're not worried about what's happening tomorrow, you're just taking today as it comes and enjoying it as it is. It almost makes you live life as if every day was going to be your last and I know that sounds a bit cliche probably a bit cringy as well but it really does impact the way that you see the world and the way that you live because you wake up every day you do everything you can to make the most out of that day and to make it the best day you can and then you go to bed and you do it all over again and every day you get to wake up and do that it becomes this constant almost practice of gratitude that this is what you get to do every day. I'm just going to do everything I can. And then I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to enjoy myself. going to go to bed and then I'm going to go to enjoy myself. I mean, I don't know what happens in your dreams, but <laughs> I'm going to put work to bed and then I'm going to enjoy myself. And then I'm going to go to bed and have a restful sleep and then do it all again tomorrow. And obviously, you know, you're not living your life to the fullest every single day. That would be me romanticizing the shit out of everything like I always do. You do have to do the mundane stuff that you do not want to do. But I think living this way and taking each day as it comes allows you to just be much brighter and much more positive and much more optimistic because you're just focusing on what you can do now to be the person that you want to be. And you kind of just get to align all these values into one day and then you do it again every single day. And I think it just, obviously, you're not going to have a great day every day. This is me being optimistic. Like some days you're going to wake up and you're going to feel crap and you're going to be like, I don't want to do today. I'm not in a good mood today. And that's fair enough. That happens like that. That will always happen. And but we're not going to talk about those days right now. These aren't the days that I'm talking about. The days that I'm talking about are the good days where you get out of bed, you try everything you can to get today done living by the mentality of these are your 24 hours, let's go for it. And it just lets you be so much more in touch with you, who you are and who you want to be and the people that you surround yourself with. And I honestly do think that it's really just allowed me to have more positive connections with people and better relationships. And who doesn't want that, hey? You can always do with some extra love in your life. So I 100% recommend you do try and live this way if you are a very anxious and catastrophizing kind of person i highly recommend that you try and live this way because not only does it improve yourself but it also improves how others perceive you and how how great you do in the world and the energy that you put out into the world and the world needs more positive people and more optimism and joy and Some pessimists might listen to this and think, you're stupid, Freya, because the world is a scary place. Well, yes, yes it is, but also it's only as scary as you make it, and you should go out there and spread as much love and joy and happiness as you possibly can. And this is me getting all weird now, so I should be quiet and stop being so cringy because I love cringe, but you guys might not, so I'll nip that one in the bud right now. (laughs) And then the final beautiful thing that I wanted to talk about, they are two, I think, quite common quotes that I've come across. Um, One is along the lines of, this is just me making them up in my head, but I'm pretty sure a version of these exists somewhere else. One is that worrying about tomorrow takes away from today. And the second one is worrying about tomorrow means that you put yourself through it twice maybe not even tomorrow. You can worry about things in general. Just worrying in general puts you through it twi- twi- twice. And these are two things that I think any, I think everyone should really live by because I don't think any, no one lives life without any worries. And it's really important to remind yourself when you're having this worry moment that if you do that, you're just going to put yourself through it twice. And even if the thing you're worrying about ends up the way you worried it would end up you're still putting yourself through it twice and you don't even know that it's going to end up that way the thing you're worrying about might end up completely different to what you thought it would be and so much better and you didn't even need to put yourself through it once so that's a great way to think about it sometimes if we're being positive i think both quotes are pretty much along the same lines of saying that by worrying it doesn't help in any way if anything it just takes away from the current moment And if we're trying to live our 24 hours, you know, as best as we possibly can, then they're not going to help that in any way. And you'll probably find that your days go a lot better if you try not to worry. And I know it's so much easier said than done. I'm out here saying I've had a really awful anxious day where I've been worrying a lot about things. And yet I'm here saying try not to worry. Quite funny. I should take my own advice, really. But it is so true, this concept of when you worry about things, you're only... You're not helping yourself in any way. And so developing some positive strategies that can help is a really good way, I think, to try and knit this in the bud. So I've talked about some of the things that I've learned that have helped me manage my brain on those anxious days that, I mean, they're kind of these big lessons that I've learned and they sound simple. Like they, you know, I just got told them one day, and all of a sudden, that was it. I knew, and my life has changed. But actually, these things took me years to learn properly. And if I am being honest, I am still learning how to do them properly now, and I'll probably always still be learning how to do them properly. It's just life, I think. And I've accepted that some days are going to go better than others, and some days those strategies are going to help, and some days they're not. And I do want to talk about bit more about some of the more proactive things that I've learned that helped me on the anxious days because some of those days the affirmations just don't cut it and no matter what word you say or I say to myself it's not going to improve anything nothing's going to get better and sometimes I just need to do something that's a little bit more physical a bit more active to actually get all of that anxious energy out. And by physical, I don't mean exercise, but that is definitely one of them. So one of the things that, like I say, I do is I call someone that I'm very close to. So like my boyfriend, or I talk to some, if I'm alone, that's what I'll do. But if I'm actually with someone, say it's one of my friends, I'll, I'll raise it to them. You know, I'll be like, guys, I'm having a rubbish day. Can we talk about it? And if they're great friends, they should always be you know, open to talking about it if they're emotionally available too because sometimes people are going through their own shit. But yeah, I think talking to someone about it and just having someone share what you're going through in that day. They don't even have to give you advice. I really like the thought about, you know, when you're friends with someone being like, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to just listen? Because sometimes you just need someone to listen and knowing that someone else knows how shit that day has been for you and how anxious you're feeling is enough and then other days you might need some advice you might need someone to talk you through it like I did today when I ran my boyfriend but I really think that talking to someone else someone that you trust and someone that you know is good at advice because I don't think I'd seek someone out that I know isn't very good at advice because it probably end up making me feel worse in the best and that's nothing on them it's just that some people aren't that great at doing that and that's fine but But knowing the people that you can turn to that will always or nine times out of 10 be able to help you through that is always a great idea. Another more physical proactive thing that I like to do is to just go outside. And I know it's, you know, so obvious, but I feel like on these days we don't do that enough we just kind of curl up in a ball and sit inside all day and do nothing that's good for ourselves and actually when you go outside and just breathe for a second and just take in your surroundings I mean you can listen to music if it helps me personally I find that music is just a distraction from how I'm really feeling and then I finish being outside, take my headphones out and I feel the same way again because I've not actually had a chance to process what I'm thinking, I've not had a chance to, you know, take in some of the sounds that aren't, you know, the silence of my bedroom, things like that. I think just going outside and hearing the nature and hearing the cars and the people in the street and seeing other people is always a really good way to kind of get out of your own head and get into the world a little bit more. And just even if it doesn't solve everything, it kind of just, gives you provides you with something that you can say you've done today that you know you've, you've tried you are trying and often I find that it really does give me some sort of mental clarity it might not completely clear my brain and I don't feel completely better but I've actually made some proactive steps and efforts to try and calm myself and then of course another way to get out a lot of physical energy is to exercise and I know from experience that When you're in a bad mood, exercise is probably the thing that you least want to do, but it's actually probably going to be the thing that helps you the most. And it's so frustrating, but it is so true because when you finish it nine times out of 10, you are going to feel better than what you did when you started it. And I highly recommend that you don't. And when you're having like these anxious or, you know, bad days, bad head days, whatever you want to call them, don't force yourself to do an exercise that you know you're not going to enjoy. Like I know that unless I'm really in the mood to run, I am not going to enjoy going for a run when I'm feeling really anxious and needing to get some energy out. I know that I will enjoy going to the gym and lifting some weights and maybe doing some sprints on the running machine to just feel something for a sec. But I know that if I'm going, I'm never going to go and run a 10K. One, because I can't for starters. And secondly, because I don't enjoy that. That is not enjoyment for me. And so even something like going rock climbing, like I talked about in my last episode, that is so much fun. If you want to feel like a kid again, go do something that's, you know, a little bit less of a functional sport that's going to the gym or going for a swim, like going for a swim, that'd be a great idea. You should go for, why why did I not think of that? Going for a swim could be a great idea. Getting to submerge yourself in water and I know that sounds silly but, you know, just feeling the elements which sounds real like hippie shit but you know what I mean, just getting out there and Releasing some of that nervous energy, that energy that needs to be gotten rid of, I think is a very positive thing to try and do that's active. And then also, of course, you can get creative. Now, some people out there don't enjoy doing that, and that's fair enough. But I feel like no matter what kind of creativity is, you know, you could take some pictures, you could, you know, on your walk, you could go and take some pictures of some cute trees you saw, or you could make a video, you could make an Instagram reel, you could paint, you could draw, you could just do anything, you could knit, you could do anything that's creative and just something different that's different to the everyday norm for you that kind of breaks you out of that cycle, it gives you a a bit of different, a bit of a different activity um, to kind of change what you're thinking about and try and get you to focus on something that's not in your own head if that makes sense um if you're thinking about something that's not you <laughs> for a second and how you're feeling and what you're thinking it can be a really good stress reliever in some ways it can make me more stressed because i'm not the most artistically gifted and so sometimes i'll try and paint something and get frustrated at the fact that i'm not artistic in any way shape or form but again we don't need to strive for perfection here there's always going to be someone better than me and i'm not bothered when it comes to artists painting, anything like that. I am not good at that and I fully know that. But just to get some of that energy out on paper, you know, sometimes that could be great. And lastly, I realise that I am probably being very positive and trying to be like, hooray, there is a solution for every bad head day that you have. But sometimes I fully agree. Sometimes you just cannot shake it. No matter how hard you try, you will never shake a bad head day. And that's just the way it is sometimes unfortunately that is just the way that the cookie crumbles (laughs) because and these days what I am a big fan of doing is providing a great distraction for myself by watching something on my projector in bed in my uni room and probably along the lines of something like Grey's Anatomy or Ginny and Georgia has been the recent obsession really enjoyed that recent series it's a bit of a A rubbish one, but we love a rubbish one. Gilmore Girls, just anything along the realms of TV. You don't have to put too much concentration on, but let's call it bad day TV. TV that you watch when you're having a bad day. That sort of stuff. Um, Some days, you know, you've tried everything. It's not going to work. It's not a good day. Getting back into bed with a hot drink and some rubbish TV is all that you need. Not saying Grey's is rubbish. Grey's is the best thing ever to be invented, except for you know, some of the last seasons, season 15 onwards, maybe. Anywho, I'm not going to get into that today. (laughs) But yeah, some of those days you just, you've tried everything and nothing's worked. But the fact that you've tried is what matters. And some days just, you know, some days you just can't human. Some days you just can't function and you shouldn't beat yourself up for that. You know, I'm sat here being like, there's always a solution. There isn't. Sometimes you just need a day to yourself and a day with your emotions and thoughts and anxieties. And as long as, you know, they're not spinning out of control and they're carrying on into weeks and months and it is a big problem that you should probably seek some sort of healthcare advice, then just allow yourself to feel that day. And yeah, I think that's what I want to say about that topic. I think You know, if you have any thoughts on this or any of this has helped you, I am very pleased to hear that. And I am always available for you to get in touch with me. So now that's all done and dusted, let's round off the episode with something I loved, something I hated and something I learned this week. So something I loved and equally hated, actually, I'm gonna do this in a water because I loved my boyfriend coming to see me this weekend. It was incredible as always. So we do long distance. We have been doing for three and a half. No, three and a half, two and a half. Well, just over nearly three years now. Let's just say that. We try and make an effort to see each other every two weeks. Long distance sucks, but that is definitely another podcast episode. Not for today. But yeah, I loved it because we had such a good weekend and... We did some fun things and we also did nothing together, which I feel like is a very big difficulty of being in a long distance relationship because you cram everything you can into seeing each other and then you feel like you have no like chilled alone time together. But again, we'll talk about this another day, no doubt. Of course, I hated it also because saying goodbye is the worst, literally the worst. The only thing getting me through is the fact that I have almost just over a year left of saying goodbye. I cannot wait for the day that I get to come home forever and never have to say goodbye again. But yeah, I just, I hate that bit. We'll talk about it another day. But that was a thing I hated this week. I guess you can say that's something I learned. There is always some good to be had, even if you're having a bad day. So today wasn't great, but I learned that Why not turn that into something more positive and record a podcast episode that could hopefully help other people? So, yes, probably a really silly one. And I'm just very grateful if you've got to this point and you're still listening. So, thank you very much. And I hope that it helped you. Please do message me on Instagram if, you know, you've got any thoughts, you feel like you want to say anything to me. There is never any judgment in this corner of the world. So, please chat away. I am always on the other end of a DM. And yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!